Pirate Wire Radio. Frontlines Indie Journalism as part of Pirate Wire Services. Frontline Indie Journalism from the Global South to you. Pirate Wire Radio. Transmission initiating in 3, 2, 1. Piracy commencing. Pirate Wire Radio. Welcome back to Pirate Wire Radio, subsidiary of Pirate Wire Services. It's been a while since we did one of these podcasts. We thought it was about time. This week we're going to take a look at the Darien Gap, a story last week in Colombian media about tourism companies from Germany that offer tours through the inaccessible jungle regions that separate Colombia from Panama, raised a bit of controversy. The stories were a little incomplete, though. They didn't really explain the context of what was going on. The Daring Gap has long been a magnet for adventure tourism. In recent years, it's become much more known for its migration. It is one of the most dangerous migration corridors in the world. Last year, more than 260,000 people, more than a quarter of a million migrants, crossed the Darien Gap, the vast majority with hopes to enter the United States. Since 2018, at least 400 people have died attempting the voyage, though many more remain missing, and most NGOs that operate in the region believe the actual number is much higher. For decades, tourism companies have been operating in the region, and those drawn to adventure have long been crossing. In fact, some of the very same tourism companies that Columbia Media was reporting on had been there for more than a decade. But as social media often is, the outrage of the scandal and the idea that these tourism companies were actually walking with migrants went viral on Colombian social media and generated a lot of anger. But these groups are actually operating in regions well away from the main migrant corridor. They're not walking with migrants. And they're working in conjunction with indigenous communities, such as the Embera, who act as both guides and employees of the tourist agency. Now that's not to say that it isn't still a bit problematic. To examine this a little bit more carefully, I wanted to invite Jordan Stern on the show today. He is a photojournalist who has crossed the Darien Gap and worked with me in the past. I wanted to talk to him about what the Darien Gap means, how he feels about tourism in the region having crossed it, and what the dangers of the Darien Gap are, and how it is an extension of U.S. migration policy. He talked to us by phone from California, where he is currently waiting uh, between assignments. Without further ado, let's uh, jump right in. I do think that the mystique of the Daring Gap has been present for longer than the current migration. And I, I was looking at some of the tours and some of them have been around for like more than maybe 10 years. I, I don't blame the, the tourists. I think that most of these tourists probably have no idea, even though maybe we're trying to get word out, trying to make this a known issue. I bet a lot of these tourists like aren't really aware of the scale of the problem. They're na- maybe not, maybe they feel so disconnected from it, like so powerless to what what can they do mm-hmm. you know it's like a different thing it's like maybe like people going cruise ships in the mediterranean while migrants are like on floating rafts drowning and you know you could fault the people on the cruise ship i think it just pushes more blame on the panamanian authorities really to be like oh well you guys are you're obviously okay with some people crossing the gap some people can get a permit and do it legally and you're just saying that other groups of people can't do it. 
you know, safely. I just think it's so sad that they know the problems existed. The ex- problems have been existing for years. The problem keeps getting bigger, right? Uh, yeah, it's just such a huge problem from so many levels. Of course, the, the humanitarian problem, by far the worst, how dangerous it is. And they know that people are literally dying. It's really challenging. That's going to be present for everybody. It's going to be really challenging. Right. Physically. Um, physically, mentally, unknown situations, unknown obstacles, very strenuous physically. You know, those, those problems are present for everyone. But I think the reason that so many people are dying are, you know, is food and food and water and exhaustion. Yeah. If you're doing it as a tour, you know, that part can be mitigated. Yeah. And the darn gap's huge, right? Like the migrants are going all the way on the most Eastern side, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the tourism could be like on the Western side or, or in the middle or, you know, somewhere. I think it'd be really weird if like they were on the same trail. Okay. That would be really weird. I don't know what, what you've read, but I recently read an article that quoted the price to cross. I don't remember the exact number, but it was much higher than when I was there two years ago. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whoa, if, if they're getting twice as many people and they're all paying twice as much money. Right. Like, whoa, this is huge business. And then, of course, you know, as demand increases, they can raise prices, right? Yeah, these governments talk about trying to limit the power of these armed groups. But if you're, you're giving them a, you know, an easy way to make millions of US dollars, like you're, you're just giving them so much power. I don't think, you know, anyone would, would take this alternative if, if there was a legal route, even cost aside, because this, this route even isn't even free. You know, it is, it is costly. It's being so highly used. So being back in California, what do you think is the biggest misconception that a lot of people from the U.S. have about migration in general? Uh, In the U.S., we focus our whole migration conversation is about the U.S. southern border. We just argue about the security situation at the border. And what I think about is how many people didn't actually get to the U.S. border, Mm -hmm. right? Like focus on, well, how many thousands of other people didn't make it through the Darien Gap, didn't make it past Panama, didn't make it past Costa Rica, you know, didn't make it through Mexico. I think getting through Mexico is a, a massive challenge on its own. Yeah, of course. For the people who already had to struggle so much to get to Mexico. So we we're only seeing like the very tip of the iceberg, which is like our own border, like the last mile. Sure. You're saying that border enforcement consists of more than just the physical U.S.-Mexico border, which I would strongly agree with. Yeah, totally. And preventing people a safe way to get from South America to Central America, that's a decision. That's a border policy decision. And it's a decision that is putting people's lives at risk. Hey, Jordan, man, thank you so much for talking to us at Pirate Wire. Is there a place where people can find your photography work? Yeah, you can check out my uh, some of my photos. Um, i said the best, the best place to see it is an article that we wrote together for The New Humanitarian, uh, specifically about my journey into the Colombian side of the Darien Gap. So if you search for The New Humanitarian, search for my name, Jordan Stern, or Joshua Collins, you'll be able to find it. And there you can see a bit more about the route, uh, as well as some photos I took, and words by Joshua about the experience. Yeah, we'll throw a link up on the accompanying article for this piece. Thanks again for talking to us, Jordan. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you once again. We are Pirate Wire Radio. If you like what you hear, please consider taking out a subscription. We have plans that start at just $5 a month, piratewireservices.com. You can be a part of helping keeping indie journalism alive. Until next time, hasta pronto, piratas.